Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Consumer's Law Journal on Law Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nick Augustine, and this show is produced by Law Publicist Communications, an ALR PRA Incorporated group. Law Publicist Communications is a full-service public relations agency focused on law firms and service industry professionals. Law Publicist Communications is headquartered downtown Chicago, Illinois, and serves greater Chicago, Denver, Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, D.C. Law Publicist Communications, we use online and offline resources to help put you on the map and keep people talking about you and your firm. We also offer coaching and consulting in traditional practice management areas for all attorneys, especially attorneys starting law firms and those who find themselves in transition. Now, today's guest is New York attorney Lawrence Hoffman, also known as Larry the Lawyer on his website. If you, uh, By the way, it's LarryTheLawyer.net. He is a personal injury practitioner who organizes targeted events to engage with target audiences. He, uh, Larry uses Allure to ensure good attendance at these events that he organizes for the benefit of his prospects, uh, attorney colleagues, surgeons, and other referrals who are all relevant to uh, similar things in the personal injury practice space. And for 15 years, Larry Hoffman, as founder of the LarryTheLawyer.net, has helped hundreds of uh, fellow New Yorkers with their personal injury uh, cases. So, again, his website is www.LarryTheLawyer.net. I really like that domain. So we have a couple announcements before we get going today. We do want to tell our callers that we have a great show, and we always welcome your feedback and counterpoint at by dialing into area code 917-889-9732. Again, the telephone number is 917-889-9732. And you can always press option 1 to be placed in the caller queue. We also take your communications by email directly to me during the show at Nick N I ck at a l r p r a dot com please put Law Talk Radio in the subject line. And please, when calling in, try to mute your phone while waiting to make a comment so that we can avoid any unnecessary background noise. Now, by way of disclaimer quickly, this is a general information program. The advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice and results may vary and are based on your specific facts and location. Communication with attorneys on this show does not give rise to attorney-client relationships. Our programming is politically neutral and objective. Certainly, counterpoints to views expressed are always welcome. Law Talk Radio, again, is produced by Law Publicist Communications, an ALR PRA incorporated group, and Law Talk Radio does not necessarily endorse all of the opinions expressed by guests. Finally, all callers remain confidential and all rights to this broadcast are reserved. Now, by our subject matter for today. Many of us are tired of traditional networking events and continuing legal education seminars, and we are more inclined to attend events that have some allure. New York personal injury attorney Larry Hoffman has a unique approach to matching lawyers, surgeons, and referral sources at events, such as renting luxury skyboxes at baseball games. Larry uh, knows that food and drinks are not the only factors increasing successful attendance at an event, and Larry invites people to attend these events that many would not otherwise have a chance to attend. So, combining a fun atmosphere with a friendly exchange of information with professionals is really what it takes to allow you the opportunity to develop some good friendships and referral sources. And without further ado, we'll uh, say hello to Larry and ask him to tell us a little bit about his practice and uh, how he used to get clients and what he saw in his uh, history, in his practice, and uh, how he came to his new model of event planning. So, Larry, uh, take it away. All right. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. 
Uh, my name is Larry Hoffman, and uh, I am a personal injury attorney in New York. Currently, my office is on Long Island. And uh, I guess the first question you ask is, how did I used to get business? And a big part of that was really just, and today still, referrals from clients, from happy clients. Um, the problem is, in the past, you wait around for that, and, and it trickles in. But now, being proactive with it, you get a lot more business. Um, you know, I would send out newsletters like a lot of people do, and I still do that. But you know, doing by making friendships with my clients, I'm able to draw a lot more referrals from them because they want to help me because they feel that we're friends and they're always looking out for their friend. They go out of their way to try and find clients for me. Whereas in the past, when it's just an attorney-client relationship, they don't go out of their way. They just you know, hear about their case, and they move on with their life when you're done with their case. So some of the stuff that I do now is um, targeted events. So we'll have parties, and I'll, I'll rent a luxury suite at a Mets game. And you know, we have 44 people that can fit in a box at a Mets game. So I'll invite, I'll go through my client list and say, all right, who are the people that generally are leaders in their community among my clients? Who are the people that have referred cases in the past, that try to refer cases? Um, and I'll invite them to a Mets game. And it won't just be me and a few of them in a Mets game. There'll be 40 people in the luxury box, food, drinks, alcohol. So they're really getting treated first class. And most of these people would never have an opportunity to go to a luxury box at a Mets game. And, or, or any sporting event. And the reality is that, that event might cost six or $7,000, but now you have 40 people that are so happy that you're treating them like royalty that they're going out of your way to try and find you business. And the reality is, is for most lawyers, you know, most legal fees are going to cover the cost of that event if you get one referral from it. You know, if it's a criminal lawyer or a personal injury lawyer, whatever it is, just one referral off of that is going to make the money back, but you're going to have 40 people going out trying to find you business now. Uh, another way that we go about getting business is we will um, actually go out into the, the public to churches, to um, VFW halls, and we'll sponsor a breakfast well, we'll sponsor if it's a VFW hall or an Elks Lodge. We'll sponsor, you know, a party night, bring in a keg of beer and a six-foot hero, and we'll basically have an open forum where all the members come, and, you know, we'll answer all their legal questions. And in doing so, they get to know us, we get to know them, we get all their contact information, we get their phone numbers, their emails, so now we're able to email them monthly. And when they do have a case, then they remember they remember us because they're getting the constant contact and they remember that we were, you know, drinking beer with them and eating six-foot heroes at the lodge with them. So it's really all about making friendships with people and letting them know that you're looking for their help, that I'm not just a lawyer who you think might be educated and successful and not needing your help. I am a lawyer who, when you have a case, will do a great job for you, but who also needs your help in getting more business. People inherently seem to want to give help. Yeah, you know, Larry, I, I really like this model, and I'm wondering if you can. Um, what about people who call the law firm and clients? I mean, who do you have an idea from time to time of who's a good person to invite or, or who's not, or what do you try as far as strategy with that? Well, you know, over the years, you know, if, if you've been around for a few years as a firm, 
you know which clients are, have referred cases. And if you don't know that, you should certainly be keeping track of that because that's an important piece of information. You want to take care of the people who take care of you. And if that means you take them to a Mets game or, you know, you take them to – you have a party at a bar, you know, like the NCAA tournament just ended last night. You know, you could have rented out a, a private room in a bar for a couple thousand dollars, had served wings and beer and, and whatnot, and had a lot of people there, and you would have been able to have the, the targeted people. So if you've been in business, you should know who's referring you cases. And also when you're interviewing the clients, when you're meeting with them, you should ask them, you know, who, who are they in the community? Are they just someone that's a follower, or are they a leader in the community? Because, you know, are they active in their church? Someone that's active in their church is someone who's probably going to have a lot of contacts and be able to refer you cases. You know, are they active on the, you know, in the, with the PTA? You know, if they are, they're a person that's out there talking to people. Anybody who's out talking to people is someone that's going to be able to get you business. So if you just explain to them, hey, I want more business, find me business, and I would be so appreciative, they're going to be happy to do it. You know, and that's one of the things that um, that we were talking about right before we went on the air today is that in years past, people did not assume or otherwise know that uh, that the uh, attorneys and law firms in town were looking for referrals and clients. Um, the, the question used to be, is the firm accepting uh, more clients and people weren't sure? And again, they don't really know necessarily that you're looking for more people and clients unless you communicate that. So I think that's that's a really good thing. How many events have you done um, total now, and when again did you start doing this? I've probably done about 15 events over the last five years. I do about three or four events every year. I try and do them every quarter. And, and there's different ways to do the events. It doesn't have to just be for your clients. You know, you might be a firm that is a trial firm. A, a uh, let's just take personal injury for example. You might be a, a big shot personal injury trial firm and your whole business is based on getting cases referred to you from other lawyers. Well, you can have an event for those lawyers, but instead of just having bringing them to a Yankees game or, or a Cubs game in a luxury suite, you bring in other things that are interesting to them, such as surgeons, because personal injury lawyers always want to meet surgeons who they can refer their clients to. It enhances the value of cases if there's surgery. It enhances the client care. So it becomes more attractive for a lawyer to come to an event where they're going to meet a surgeon, plus get to sit in a luxury box and, and have free food and drinks. You know, you could bring, we bring court reporters to events, we bring uh, surgeons to events, we bring uh, lean resolution, Medicare lean resolution companies, investigators are always good. You know, criminal lawyers can, can bring investigators to events for other criminal lawyers to meet. Um, you know, anything that would benefit the lawyer, anybody that would benefit the lawyer to meet, you could have it at that event. And even if you're doing events for your clients, if you're a criminal lawyer, um, you know, maybe you're bringing in, you know, a bail bond company, and maybe you're bringing in, you know, an investigator, and maybe you're bringing in, you know, a, a police officer who's familiar with, with DUI who can explain to people, you know, how the breathalyzers work, you know, and... and Maybe even bring in a company who donates free uh, breathalyzers. Like you can buy your own little portable breathalyzer to put in your car, and maybe you're giving that out to your clients at the event. So they're getting that little perk of, you know, a free breathalyzer that costs fifty, sixty dollars. But you know, the investment you make, they love you, they remember you, and now they're referring their friends to you when their friends get arrested, and now you're getting a ten thousand dollar retainer. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, you talk about the investment, and that's, I think, what um, I think many people listening would say, hey, that's great. I'd love to have some events and invite some people. Um, and when you start uh, looking at some of the costs, it can be sort of astronomical. So, you know, what are some of the tips that you might have for people who want to do events like this but do something on a budget? That's a great question. Uh, two things. First of all, what I've always done is I've always gotten sponsors for my events. And out of the 15 or so events I've done the last five years, I think I am out of pocket. I've probably actually made money because sometimes I get more sponsors than I need and actually more money comes in. But I am mm-hmm. certainly not out of pocket at all except for my time in coordinating the events. But in pure dollars, I, I probably am positive as opposed to negative even spending for the 15 events. So if you are a criminal lawyer, as we just discussed, you might want to and you want to bring in well, let's make it easier. Let's say you're a personal injury law firm and your business is referrals from other law firms. So you could bring in surgeons. Well, the surgeons are going to want to meet these lawyers because the surgeons are going to get all these referrals from the lawyers. So you can ask, if you bring in two surgeons, ask them each to contribute $1,000 to the event. Say, hey, you're going to meet 40 personal injury lawyers. Isn't it worth it to you to contribute $1,000 to do that because you know, you're going to get all these referrals now. You're going to make tens of thousands of dollars. You can bring in a court reporter to sponsor the event. I have a court reporter here in New York. They've done four or five straight events with me. They write a check for $2,500 for each event. I've brought in physical therapy centers, and they write a check to sponsor the event because they want to meet the lawyers. So anybody who would want to meet these lawyers to get business from these lawyers is going to want to be at your event. And if they're smart and if you show them, hey, you're going to meet 30 or 40 lawyers at this event in a casual setting, they should be writing a check to help support the event. Sure. You know, and it's you think about the cost of advertising or, or other options out there, and I think it's real important to know where your audience is going to be. And this is such a good idea because, again, as Larry's explaining here, you can, um, you know, have people sponsor the event. Your 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 out of pocket is your really your time. Um, it's your billable, right? Whatever you calculate that to be, you know, to plan and coordinate an event like this. But you're connecting people who are you know, your direct audience is right there. So it's just a really really smart way to do things. We're going to pause for our first commercial break, and then we will be uh, right back. At which time I'm going to ask. Larry to tell us a little bit more uh, about um, any uh, notable events and sponsors that he has uh, uh, put together, and, and some, maybe some success stories of uh, clients, people you know making matches. So it's a great thing. So we'll be right back after we uh, have some words from our commercial sponsors, and we also want to remind people who are uh, just listening that you, if you are listening live, you can certainly dial in at any time with a question at nine one seven eight eight nine nine seven three two. Option one for the caller queue also by email, Nick, N-I-C-K, at A-L-R-P-R-A.com, or you can also always find our information and contact uh, on the contact page on our website for A-L-R-P-R-A.com. Again, it's the parent company for Law Publicist Communications. Our first sponsor is the Law Office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Your business may be exposed to liability if your marketing materials and slogans infringe on another's intellectual property. 
When you need the right legal services to advance your creativity and guard against trademark infringement, call the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Attorney Nancy K. Ducharme brings big law firm experience and reputation to her intellectual property law firm, serving national corporate clients in the areas of trademark, copyright, internet law, and advertising law. You can find the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme by visiting www.nkdlaw.com, again, nkdlaw.com, and also by searching for the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme on Facebook. The law office of Nancy K. Ducharme is there to help you with your advertising copy review. You can get in touch with Nancy today by visiting nkdlaw.com. Our second commercial sponsor is Steve, Steve Fretzen and Sales Results Incorporated. And if you are an attorney who is struggling to develop your book of business, try calling Sales Results. For over six years, Sales Results has been helping attorneys to double or even triple their books through their business development coaching programs. You can call Steve Fretzen and his group at Sales Results Incorporated by dialing area code 847 847- 317-1575. Again, that's 847-317-1575. You may also visit them online at www.salesresultsinc.com. So that's salesresultsinc.com. Now, again, back to our show. We encourage our listener feedback uh, this time or at any time, and we want to remind everyone that this is a objective and uh, neutral programs. So if you ever have counterpoints, please do be in touch. So let's go back now to Larry the Lawyer. Larry, let's talk a little bit more about some of these great events. I'm looking for some uh, interesting stories you have to tell. All right. Uh, well, I guess going back to the different events we've done, one one event we set up which was very popular, I did a uh, an event at an Islanders game, New York Islanders hockey game, and we had a two-hour meet-and-greet in the hotel, in the, it was a parking lot in the hotel, excuse me, a hotel in the parking lot right there, and we had a two-hour meet-and-greet, open bar and food buffet, and Bobby Nystrom, uh, NHL Hall of Famer from the New York Islanders, was there meeting everyone, taking pictures, signing autographs, and then we went across the street to the game after, and, you know, that was a great event that uh, everyone really, really enjoyed as I said before, we've done luxury suites at Mets games. We've done wine tastings. We've done uh, just parties at, at bars, like on a Thursday night NFL football game, where you know we have a private room. I just did one three months ago at a place in downtown Manhattan. It's called Brandy Library, so it's a very exclusive private club, and they only serve, serve high-end scotch and whatnot. And uh, we had an event there, and again, it was all paid for by these sponsors. And, and depending on the type of clientele that you're you're bringing there, you just have to figure out who would want to meet the people that I'm bringing, and bring those people, and they're going to want to pay. They'll be willing to pay to come and meet the people that you have at the events. Uh, we've done. I did an outdoor party at the beginning of the summer last year at a bar in Manhattan on a, on a big patio. We had a hundred people, and everyone. It was at a Mexican restaurant. People were you know eating quesadillas and drinking Coronas and and, uh, you know, people weren't even in suits. They were in T-shirts and shorts just having fun. So the key is to really just try and make them fun. Every event you have, you're going to make good new contacts that are going to refer you business. And mm-hmm. uh, God, I'm sorry, were you about to ask a question? Oh, no, I was just going to uh, say again that, the, you know, a lot of times <laughs> we were looking for people who for different things, and it's just meeting them in the right context. Um, and I've had the same thing happen with events where we're doing a lot of PR work for law firms, and, um, you know, a lot of our services that we offer, 
people are looking for them, but they don't know that we're necessarily there and we don't advertise uh, very overtly. We're sort of yet to know someone to know us. And so again, events, you know, all, I, all we have to do is go to the right event and talk to some people and tell them, you know, what we do to put lawyers on the map. And they, I say, yeah, exactly what I need. Let's talk afterwards. So, right. You're again, the exact it's because you made it would, fun. You're the exact target. I would say that if a law firm was having an event where they were inviting other law firms, you're the exact target to be a sponsor. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you want to come and meet 40 other law firms if you spent $1,000 or $2,000 to help sponsor the event and potentially pick up, you know, five or ten new clients from it? You know, so it's right. you, just, you just have to figure out who your audience is, and uh, there's plenty of sponsors out there. Um, and a good way to find sponsors also is if you go to your your whatever bar association you're affiliated with, if it's a criminal lawyers bar association, immigration lawyers, whatever it is, whatever type of association, and you go on the website, they might have companies that sort of help sponsor the bar association. And on the website, they might have a page. Like the New York State Trial Lawyers Association has what's called a Partners for Justice. So they'll go out and get uh, donate not donations, but contributions from court reporters and investigators and all types of, of services, interpreters that want to be affiliated with them and that want access to the lawyers in that group. If you go on those websites, you can find people that are already spending money elsewhere for advertising. You can call those companies and say, hey, by the way, you're spending $2,000 a year to be a partner for justice with the New York State Trial Lawyers Association. I can introduce you directly to 40 lawyers you know, next month at a party where you're going to be in a casual setting becoming friends with them, wouldn't that be a much more effective use of your money? And like anything else in, in the sales world, it's a numbers game. You know, you're going to get eight or nine rejections for every one or two yeses you get. But if you're throwing an event for $6,000, you only need three or four yeses and your event is covered. And eventually when you do enough events, you'll have a following of people that want to sponsor your events, and you won't have to make all the calls. you make four calls, and you'll have four sponsors. <laughs> Larry, where did you first get the idea to start doing this? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I don't sleep very well, and I'm, my brain is always going, and I just lie awake in bed a lot thinking about these things. Um, you know, but it just, I don't really have the, the answer for that question. It just, it just, you know, came to me that it just seemed like an obvious kind of thing to do. That if you you just give the people what they want. If you give people what they want, they're going to show up and they're going to like you and want to do business with you. You know, right, so right. well, it's it's, and, and it's just a and different way of doing things. You know, like I have a website. Everybody listening to this show, I'm sure, has a website. Uh, you know, if you don't, you're you know you're you're really behind the curve and you really need to get one immediately. Um, you know, but there's millions of lawyers or hundreds of thousands of lawyers throughout the country that have websites. It's a huge competition. How many lawyers are hosting events? Probably less than 100 throughout the country. Right, right. Very, yeah, fewer, fewer, and fewer. You know, and another thing I'll, I'll key on the websites, um, one of the things that we talk to people a lot about is having a full breadth of, of media online so that when someone passes your card to someone else and they go and Google you, that you have a, a large web presence, whether that be in um, in print or a radio media, whatever medium it is, there are there's an expectation that people can look, touch, and feel uh, you know different people that they want to hire as a service industry professional like a lawyer just as they would buying a new uh, BlackBerry, for example. So, uh, again, when we tell people, if you're going to meet people and pass your cards to people, or people are going to pass that card 
it on to someone else and make a referral. You really need to have a full online presence so that you don't, you know, because otherwise it looks like you don't care and you don't need clients and you're otherwise not in business. You know, again, most of our consumers out in the world today have an expectation that everyone who's in business and is successful has, uh, you know, a large presence online. And so many of uh, the attorneys I know who have, have built very successful practices um, have ever have ed- had everything by referral. Uh, but I really think that it's important, again, um, as Larry says, to have a good website and have your. If you have a blog, please have make sure it's updated. You know, it's no, I don't know what's worse to to not have a blog or have one that's dormant. So um, you know, that's a good thing. But again, when we're meeting these people at events, it seems that you know you put your card in. You don't necessarily know how the connections are going to um, happen right away. So you could introduce someone to someone else, and it may be three, four weeks or month or a year down line, and they say, oh, I remember that one of that guy's from Larry's event. So do you have any good stories on that? Uh, yeah, well, that's why follow-up is always important, so yeah. you know, what I do. And just I'll come back to that in a second, but with the websites, I just wanted to interject one thing. Yeah. My website is LarryTheLawyer.net. That's a little bit cheesy, and I get that. You know, We're lawyers, and we want to sort of you know sound more highbrow, but the reality is people remember that, and they're not going to remember you know, necessarily Larry Hoffman to Google me and find my website and find my phone number because they don't, they don't remember the pen that you gave them with your phone number. They lose it. The business card they lose. You know, the stress ball you give them that has your phone number on it, they lose that. But if they can remember your name enough to Google you and be able to find you, then you're going to get business from that. So to me, Larry the lawyer is very catchy. People remember that. People are, are going to be able to find me when they Google me even though they lost mm-hmm. the pen that I gave them. So, you know, you don't just want to use the name of your law firm for your website. You might want to try and come up with something a little bit more remember- memorable. Um, and that's my two cents on that. But anyway, um, you were asking about, oh, down the road. Yeah, so I'll have an event. I had an event last week. There were 40 lawyers there. And will I get business from that today or tomorrow? Not necessarily. I always hear stories, oh, I was at your event, and I met so-and-so, and now I'm doing business with so-and-so. And, you know, someone else will say, I met this surgeon, I'm doing business with this surgeon, and then I met this guy. And now everyone is benefiting because they're meeting all these different people at the event that are benefiting them, and where did it all come from? It came from me. And they remember that, so now whenever there's any business that could flow to me, they'll send it to me. So you could be a per diem lawyer. A lot of lawyers make their living just doing per diem. You could do a per diem lawyer, set up an event for 50 attorneys, and, you know, the same thing. Bring in the surgeons, bring in the court reporters, bring in a lien resolution company, and you're giving benefits to these lawyers that are attending your events. So the fact that they're getting benefits, they're going to remember, hey, you know, Larry Hoffman, the per diem lawyer, introduced me to this surgeon and I just had a case that turned into a million-dollar case because the guy had a, a cervical fusion surgery instead of just having a herniated disc with no surgery, and I just made a $300,000 fee all because I met this surgeon at Larry's event. Guess who's getting all that guy's per diem for the next year? Mm-hmm. Me. You know, so as long as you just have to think, what do people want? What can I give them that benefits them? And if you're giving them something that's benefiting them, they're going to reciprocate and give you the business that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, so gonna, and it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen the next day. It doesn't happen that day. Sometimes it does, but a lot of it is is repetitive, and that's why I do events three or four times a year. So every event, I'll have 
the same people to a certain degree, and then a bunch of new people. So it's a good cycle. I'm seeing the people I have relationships with, strengthening the relationship, and then making new relationships. I have a question about... um I'm going to ask you this, to think about this question. We're going to pause for our, our next set of sponsor breaks, but I'm wondering how you capture uh, some of the people at events. I know when um, <clears throat> it's kind of funny when I go to some of my law school alumni events, um, some of the paparazzo always grab me for pictures because they know that I go to events often and they can uh, identify me later by name in the picture because it's really hard to have the photographer take pictures and not be able to tell who's who. So <laughs> it's kind of a funny thing. So I'm just wondering if you've done anything with uh, capturing uh, some of the people at the events uh, then to promote it later for people who couldn't attend. So I'll ask you to answer that shortly after we come back from our, our second set of breaks here. So um, at the half point in our show, and we are actually going to cut off uh, 15 minutes early today because Larry does have to uh, be on his way to an event. Um, but at the halfway point to our show, usually we bring you the daily legal news, and today it comes from Reuters.com, and it is the U.S. Senate votes to repeal health care tax measure, an interesting title. It's a repeal of the IRS reporting requirements, um, and the... Here the text is. I'll, I'll read this. Read this too. Bowing to pressure from business groups worried about an avalanche of paperwork, the U.S. Senate voted Tuesday to rescind a tax reporting requirement included in last year's health care overhaul law. With bipartisan support, the Senate voted 87 to 12 to pass legislation sponsored by Republican Senator Mike Johans to that repeals a requirement for businesses and landlords to file a Form 1099 document with the IRS for purchases of goods and services exceeding $600 a year. The tax filing requirement did not directly relate to the health care bill, but was intended to help pay for the health care law that is considered uh, one of President Barack Obama's top legislative achievements. The legislation earlier uh, was passed by the House of Representatives and now goes to Obama, who's expected to sign it into law. It was approved uh, in Congress despite concerns by some Democrats that by to the way that the $22 billion cost to the U.S. Treasury of repealing the tax reporting provision is covered. The bill adjusts the health, care, uh, the health insurance tax subsidies to be given to middle-income people under the health care law. It would require anyone who receives excessive tax subsidies for health insurance to pay back a greater share than currently required under the law. The Form 1099 reporting provision was meant to improve tax compliance and help pay for the health care law, but small firms and self-employed complained that it would bury them in paperwork. Lawmakers in both parties agreed that the tax reporting requirement should go, but some Democrats urged the, the payback provision for excessive subsidies would discourage individuals and small businesses from complying with the law's requirement that they obtain health insurance. So, again, that was uh, on Reuters.com today, and I know several uh, people I've talked to have been very frustrated, um, those of us who are um, you know, operating law firms and different agencies uh, who would otherwise have had to necessarily report on 1099s for, again, purchases of goods and services exceeding $600 a year. So uh, that's significant to, to many people. So that's many people will be happy to see that. So uh, our fourth or third commercial sponsor is the Get Clients Now program in Jim Thompson. If you want to get more clients now, there's a seasoned attorney and marketing coach you need to talk to. His name is Jim Thompson, and his program is called Get Clients Now. He'll help you take the crucial steps towards increasing your firm's revenues. The Get Clients Now program employs various time-honored techniques that really help you attract new business and encourage referrals. 
Jim is going to be and is a recurring guest on our Lawyer's Toolbox shows on Thursdays regarding attorney marketing. Now, to learn more about Jim Thompson and the Midwest Consulting Group, please visit LawyersMarketingResource.com. Again, www.LawyersMarketingResource.com. And also check out their testimonials on their website, uh, LawyersMarketingResource.com. Law Publicist Communications strongly endorses the Get Clients Now program. We understand the personal accountability component of this course. Again, you can get in touch with Jim Thompson today by visiting him through the website or directly emailing him. His email is jet like jet jet at midwestconsultants.net and that's plural midwestconsultants.net so jet at midwestconsultants.net all right now back to our program we want to remind our listeners who find our broadcast links in their social networks such as their friends or their facebook twitter and linkedin pages to share this programming with other people in your uh, networks and uh, channels of communication because that is how so many people do find our show and uh, participate with their um, suggestions and feedback, et cetera. So now back to our show with Larry Hoffman. Um, Larry, I was asking you a question uh, right before the break, and I have egg on my face because I forgot what I asked you. Oh, no, I asked you about <laughs> capturing your audience. That's what it was. Right. Um, have you done anything to, to capture and, and promote the events after the fact? I, I haven't really done that. Um and I think it's a good idea that that you raise, um, but I've never I don't have a photographer generally at the events, and it's so much work for me to put on the events. This is, this is sort of I guess anti what we've just been talking about the whole show. But I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I haven't really done it um, for various reasons, but it, I think. You, oh, is- yeah, no, I understand. Um, I know that you. I just have a couple follow-up questions because I know you have to go in a few minutes. Um, what are your thoughts on, on on advertising? Are you still doing the same amount of advertising, or have you cut back? I know a lot of PI firms spend lots of money on Yellow Book. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, I think the Yellow Book, as a specific example, is is you know just a dead medium. Um, I, I spend a lot of money right now. I'm trying to develop a much stronger internet presence, so I'm spending mm-hmm. a lot of money on that. In New York, and I think in most other places, there is a lot of competition for TV and radio type of ads um, and, and even billboard ads. One thing I'm exploring right now, actually, my uh, assistant is looking into this week, is taxi cabs ads, like on the top of the taxis. You know, sure. there you have, it's probably relatively inexpensive compared to a billboard and certainly compared to TV. And those taxis are on the road 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, yeah. you know, it, it's it's probably, you know, the best way to spend money on, on sort of pure advertising. Uh, you know, if you're going to do a TV or radio campaign, you can't just run five commercials. You have to run commercials every day, a few times a day, for weeks and weeks on end so people really hear you. Uh, right. You know, so it, it's hard to compete and spend that kind of money that you need, and it's not necessarily cost-effective. I think things like spending money to go to you know, the VFW hall and bring in a six-foot hero and a keg of beer, you know, to me that's spending money on advertising. And those are very effective because you're going to get a captured audience where you're going to be able to get names, phone numbers, addresses, email addresses, and get to meet people personally and have them remember you. And to me, mm-hmm. the more email addresses you get, the better you are because then you can send out a monthly sort of email newsletter and it costs you nothing. It's free because all you're doing is writing the the information and emailing it. 
Yeah, you know, and I really I, I I like your idea about the taxi toppers. I think that's a really smart thing. I'm just imagining, um, you know, our ALRP and Law Publicist Communications running man, that logo, put him on the top of a cab and say something like, you know, if you want to be found online or, or get, you know, something like that or PR firm for lawyers, um, that would be huge. It's a really good idea. I, it's one of the reasons I like doing these shows is because I like the free exchange of ideas and, and uh, information. Um, but I really think that um, – well, you know, capturing some of these people at these events, you know, that's a, something for down the road, I suppose. But um, do you have any ideas on some, some new events coming up that you think are really exciting? Uh, well, actually, the next event we're doing is going to be a replay of the event we did last summer that I was just telling you about. At the, uh, it's an outdoor Mexican restaurant in Manhattan, and uh-huh. it's got a, a great big open patio. And, you know, right at the beginning of summer when, uh, you know, you're in Chicago, it's the same thing. You know, we suffer through the winter. And as we're finally yeah. hitting that 75-degree weather, 6 o'clock on a Thursday night, you get done with work, you go out and just, you know, drinking Coronas and, and you know, mixed, uh, you know, margaritas and whatnot and eating some good finger foods and just, you know, we, we play loud music that night and it's more of a party than an actual, like, business event. But, you know, really secretly, it's a business event where we're making right, friends with right, everyone right. and and now they want to do business with us going forward because they had a great time at the party and they met good, fun people at the event. And uh, you know, that's probably the next one we'll do from from here. Uh, you and, know, baseball then, season is a great time to get a, a luxury box, you know, wherever city you're in. You know, you get 30, mm-hmm. 40 people. Everyone wants to go for a free luxury box and food and drinks. You know, so it'll be easy yep. to fill your event. Well, plus the announcement, there are announcement opportunities at many sporting events that you can highlight. Um, have you uh, done any of those? No, no. Um, similar to the reason, you know, like with TV commercials or whatnot, you know, it's they'll hear your name once and they're not going to remember anyway. Right. The people at the event right. are not focused on the scoreboard anyway. They're really focused on what's going on at the event. And, yeah. uh, but one thing we were talking about um, was the follow-up. You know, that's very important. So at at every event I do, I make sure I have everybody's name, address, phone, and email, and I give a spreadsheet of the attendees to all the sponsors. So the sponsors can get their follow-up into and get more bang for their buck because you want the sponsors to make money so they'll keep sponsoring your next events. And also you want to have it. So the next day after an event, I send a personal email to everyone that attended, you know, basically saying, oh, it was great to see you. Thanks for coming. I hope it was worth your time. Just to get another hit out there, the more – in the face you could be with people in a nice, subtle, non-annoying way, the better it is. And I'm sure that's what you tell your clients all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just really staying in touch, and uh, it's what we do. I mean, we're very permissive. If someone wants to, um, what we do if we have a webinar that we're planning for a client, we will call. You know, we get they have that similar list on Excel, and we call those people and say, "Hi, how are you? We're the PR firm for the you know, XYZ law firm. They're doing a webinar on you know, whatever it is. Would you like an invitation? You know, and it's that personal touch that a lot of people really like. And I think that so much is lost these days, and with so much communication uh, opportunities out there that when you pick up the phone you know, or send a direct email, uh, that's not a mass. I mean, mass emails are great for certain things, but um, by staying in touch and you know, treating people like humans that you actually care about, uh, I think is really what helps get it done. I think that's a great point. And another way to accomplish that is a very little, little used tool these days, a handwritten note. Sometimes <laughs> I'll take an hour and I'll write, I'll, I'll you know, take like 10 or 12 people that I want to, you know, sort of target, and I'll send them just a quick handwritten note, you know, 
hey, dear Steve, you know, uh, I haven't seen you in a, you know, a couple of months, and I just want to you know, send you my best. I hope you and your family are doing well, and you know, I appreciate that we do business, and have a great day. Thank you, Larry Hoffman. But by sending yeah. a handwritten and handwriting the envelope, too, it's people appreciate that because it doesn't happen anymore, and they know you've taken extra time and care to do that, and it means a lot. It means right, a lot. Right. It really, what we're doing is we're talking about putting the service back into the service industry. And, um, you know, I think that maybe we're just experiencing a bit of a correction, um, you know, going back to um, some of the traditional things that really helped us secure those client relationships. So, you know, what I always tell people is, is your, you know, whether it's your PR program or your marketing, and oftentimes a lot of PR and marketing intersect, but um, it's about diversification of activities to really see a good return on your time and engagement and investment. And, it, you know, it's very, it's yes, it's important to have things written for keywords and SEO, and that's smart. Um, it's also important to have full breadth of social media, but it's also important not to rely just on that. We need to be out there in the public, meeting people, letting them know what we do, and just being friendly. And um, you know that most people, I think, in the general public, are you know not really sure about working with lawyers, or they don't really know, maybe know any lawyers, or they had a bad experience. And the opportunity to meet someone fresh is is just a good thing. And I think that that extends to referral per people only. I refer, I yeah. say referral people as well. I don't think that referral uh, generators necessarily know everything about your practice, right? Oh, no. I mean, you know, like one of the things you were just saying, like go to like when there's like a local town fair, take a booth, spend a few hundred dollars or whatever it is, and be at the booth all day and, you know, have a raffle, raffle off baseball tickets, you know, very, you know, very good seats to a baseball game. And the only thing people have to do to enter the raffle is fill out a contact form that has their name and a valid email address. And that's really all you need because now you could send them emails every month. You might pick up a few hundred new email addresses that might not yield you business right away, but over the course of a few months, it's going to yield you plenty of new business. And exactly. it gives you the follow-up exactly. for emails. You know, and you get yep. to meet people. So it's, it's uh, to me, you know, all, all those things are things you need to be doing. Right, and there, and it's an opportunity again for people to see you having fun. And I'll, I'll mention to all uh, friends listening in California that here in New York and Chicago, we're probably taking public transportation home from some of these things. We're not out there driving, <laughs> so <laughs> always one right. of the the challenges when I'm in California. <laughs> where's my train? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, Larry, um, I know that you have to get going, so I will let you get going before we round out the end of our show with our final commercial break and such. Um, do you want to give some contact information on how people can get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, my email address is lhoffman at larrythelawyer.net, lhoffman at larrythelawyer.net. The website is larrythelawyer.net. My phone is 516-216-4353. And uh, I guess that's my contact information. So you said the phone again was 516-216-4353? Correct. All right. Got it. We've all got it. All right, Larry, thanks for your time and thanks for uh, being on the show today. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Be well. Bye. All right. Thanks.
All right. We also would like to thank all of our listeners out there uh, for tuning in so loyally. And uh, before we break, we're going to give you our, our last set of commercial sponsors and some things to come. Uh, for at the Law Practice Management Resources, again, we usually give you three from ABA Publishing, Law Bulletin, and Law Publicist Communications. So first, for ABA Law Publishing, the title for today is A Life in the Law. And this is an easy under easy to understand booklet providing information for young people who are just getting acquainted with the legal profession, as well as useful tips for those who are already considering law school, providing a brief, simple introduction to what lawyers do, to looking at the expectations of law schools, and touching on the work of judges, mediators, paralegals, and court reporters. This publication provides valuable information to anyone looking at a legal career. So again, from ABA Book Publishing, it's A Life in the Law. Secondly, from Law Bulletin Publishing Company, when you subscribe to the Chicago Law Bulletin and the Chicago Lawyer Magazine, you will receive up-to-date legal news from Chicago and around Illinois. Also, check out the Law Bulletin blog, Attorneys in Transition, which offers advice and tips for those lawyers going through a career transition. It also hosts a monthly career seminar for lawyers in flux in their careers. I am one of the weekly advice columnists published by the Attorneys in Transition site, and I hope that you stop by and leave your comments at attorneysintransition.com. Now, finally, Law Publicist Communications, your very own. Uh, are your clients and colleagues talking about you? Uh, do you know what they say? Well, how about a logo? Do you need to create a logo, a website, or a brand image? Maybe do you have your own time to do this all yourself, or does your staff? Well, there are several options, and you can always hand us the keys to help you make sense of public relations for law firms and businesses. ALRPRA's Law Publicist Communications is a public relations agency serving lawyers and professional services firms. We put you on the map and get people talking about you and your firm. Visit ALRPRA.com or search in Google for Law Publicist Communications for more information. Finally, our fourth a commercial sponsor is credit damage expert George Finder. Your credit score and reputation are valuable assets. If you suffer damage to your credit score, you should consider your damages. Credit damage expert George Finder is an expert who can put a dollar amount on damage to your credit score. George Finder is one of the only credit damage experts in the country, and the attorneys and plaintiffs who have retained his services have earned huge damage awards in various practice areas such as personal injury, employment law, family law, and general civil litigation. By learning to incorporate the credit damage questions into your intake process, you and your staff will learn to spot credit damage events worthy of retaining George Finder's credit damage analysis services. Available nationwide, credit damage expert George Finder is available for consulting on damage to credit reputation. Credit damage website full of resources is located at www.creditdamageexpert.com. Again, that is www.creditdamageexpert.com to learn more about George Finder and his expert services. Now, uh, since we have to cut our show early today, again, we thank uh, Larry Hoffman for being our guest. His telephone number, again, is 516 216 4353 and his email lhoffman at larrythelawyer.net. Uh, 
um, please get a hold of Larry if you have any questions on uh, personal injury in the New York metro area, or if you have some, uh, if you're an attorney and want to ask him about some of his tips on event planning. So, really a great show. Uh, I'm very happy to bring that to you. So, again, we remind you also to please share our programming. Do not hesitate to uh, go to our Law Talk Radio page on Facebook. Simply go to Facebook and search for Law Talk Radio up in the search bar at the top of your Facebook page. You can find any of the different shows that you might have missed. And uh, again, if you share those with others in your uh, network, more people have the opportunity to learn some of this great practice area uh, and practice management information. We'd also like to thank our commercials and sponsors for today. I will list them. We had number one, Nancy K. Ducharme of the Law Office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Second, Steve Fretzen and Sales Results Incorporated. Third, Jim Thompson of the Midwest Consulting Group and the Get Clients Now program. And fourth, credit damages expert George Finder. Again, you can find our archive shows on the Facebook page, but also at alrpra.com under the Law Talk Radio tab. Again, by way of disclaimer, this is a general information program, and the advice shared on the show does not constitute legal advice, and results may vary based on your facts and location. Communication with attorneys on this show does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship. Our programming is politically neutral and objective, and counterpoints to views expressed on our shows are welcomed. Law Talk Radio is produced by Law Publicist Communications, an ALRPRA Incorporated group, and Law Talk Radio does not necessarily endorse all the opinions expressed by guests. Finally, all callers do remain confidential and rights to this broadcast are reserved. Again, our Law Talk Radio episodes are programmed so that we can bring you attorney and non-attorney audiences the tips, tools, practice area information, and news that you can use to be better informed practitioners and consumers of legal services. With our guests and listeners located worldwide, we appreciate the opportunity to use this socially networked radio program to bring people together and share collective intelligence. This is Nick Augustine for Law Talk Radio, and as always, we thank you for your time.